Hello, and welcome back to Janelle Talks Too Much. In this episode, we will be discussing sexual assault. This episode may be triggering to some survivors, so just a heads up there. I wanted to talk about this because it does fall under the category of things you can't talk about with your parents. Now, when I say things you can't talk about with your parents, it's not that you can't. It's a lot of the times that we won't. And I say we because I myself am a sexual assault survivor, and I think it's very important to bring visibility to this subject. It is hard. It is uncomfortable. It creates a lot of vulnerability here. However, I do want this to be addressed. It has to be. Why we can't talk about it with our parents? I think a lot of the times we feel guilt and shame and we're scared and we don't really understand what's happened to us. No matter what the circumstances of the sexual assault are, it's still a lot to process for the survivor. Um, And I say survivor and not victim because I don't believe in the victim mentality. Uh, We'll get to that on another episode. But survivors are unified by their trauma. And I think that talking to our parents is very touchy to begin with. But about something like this, it is extremely difficult. A lot of the time I see parents that will um, tell their children about parts of the body and they will tell them to call their special spots, right? Special spots. They'll give them particular names like a cookie for a vagina or a willy for a penis. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that's very detrimental to to children understanding their bodies. So for example, if your child is, God forbid, sexually assaulted at school by another student or a staff member, if they're reporting that to you and they say, oh, they touched my cookie, the only person that's really going to understand that is the parent who has given the child that label. A teacher is not going to think like, okay, you didn't touch my cookie, but what? Okay, well, just go get another one or tell them not to do that. They're not comprehending what those body parts are and what they are for. Now, mind you, I don't have children, so I can't speak about everybody's parenting style and decisions that are made. But I can tell you one thing. I don't believe a child would ever lie about something like that. That's something that you have to take seriously. That's not anything to play with. It's not something to excuse and say, oh, well, this person would never. The fact that people will go so far to protect adults that do things like that to children and to to other adults, it's harder for you to believe that a person would do that than to accept the fact that it happened, hold them accountable, and seek help for your child or yourself. You have to accept that it happened. People out here are sick. We've seen it. We've had a hard two years with COVID and everything else going on. If you think that people have not been self-reflecting and seeing things, it's been more reflective now than ever. And the Me Too movement created a lot of visibility that I'm very happy to see, but I don't agree with sweeping things under the rug at all. I like to bring it all out in the open, talk about it, address it, see where we are finding disagreement, find that disagreement, find some understanding if we can. But to further subject someone to their abuser because you don't want to cause problems, hmm. think about that for a minute. The most traumatic thing that has ever happened to you doesn't have to be sexual assault. It just the most traumatic thing, period. Would you want to relive that every single time that you come around for the holidays or you have a vulnerable moment and not have the power and the protection of your parents to keep you from reliving that? That's what you're doing by allowing these people to continue to be in your life 
or your child's life by running from it, denying it, and rejecting the idea that bad things happen. People are messed up and sick, and protection needs to be enforced, instilled. Trust in your children needs to be enforced, instilled, and we need to start believing assault survivors. Yes, people will lie, of course. I mean, that's that's just a reality. People will lie, right? Because attention-seeking, unfortunately, is widely common in this day and age. But I am more inclined to believe someone when they say something like that, as opposed to go digging to disprove it. Mind you, I am the person that likes to go digging to disprove a lot of things. That's not one of them. It never has been. From someone who has suffered repeated sexual assault and abuse throughout their lifetime, I believe you. Like, I'm, I'm going to believe you when you say something like that. And I don't want to attack the Black community because I am a part of it, but I do need to bring visibility and accountability to the Black community. It is prevalent in the Black community, more so than I've ever seen in any other, to sweep sexual assault under the rug. The victim is blamed, and there is a lot of animosity and hostility towards the victim by the family. It's something that is mutually understood through everybody, but it's never talked about. Counseling is never brought up as an option. It is just something that you don't talk about. You avert your eyes. And I think that's probably the most painful thing. Surviving the trauma is one thing. Surviving the assault, that's one thing. Living with it yourself and having to remember things about it, well, that's even harder. But having the people closest to you not believe you and then blame you, it's it's indescribable how painful that can be. And if you yourself have suffered from it, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to re-victimize or traumatize you again with this, but I want you to feel like you are heard that people see you and that there is validity in your experience. And it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to say that really messed me up. And I need to talk to somebody about this because it's it's affecting my life. It's affecting my mental health. That's okay. What's not okay is to point fingers and say, well, that's just what, that's just how we do things over here. That's just, that's normal for us. Okay. Well, I will remove myself if that's the case. There is, um, so many stories I could tell you about it, but I'm, I don't think I really want to get too personal into it. Personally, I don't, but I have had people not believe me for years about that kind of thing. And I have cut people off over that because I have no reason to lie. Not about that, especially. To protect a predator makes you just as bad as they are, in my mind. You're allowing them to get away with something and then possibly to inflict more pain on other people. You're allowing them to reoffend by not holding them accountable. And the explanation that I was given was that nobody wanted to cause problems. Like, what am I supposed to do? Drag them out in my yard and stone them to death and not invite them over for Christmas? Yes. Yes. To all of those questions, that is the answer. Yes. You are supposed to stand up and say, nope, you're not allowed in my house. If that's what you do when heads are in beds and eyes are closed and backs are turned, that's what you're doing to people around you who you find vulnerable and easy to victimize? Oh, yeah, no, you, mm -mm, your character of person is not welcome around my house. How hard is that? I just did it for you. It's not hard. But a lot of people don't want the backlash and the scrutiny and the arguing. You don't have to have that. There's a block button. There's ways around that. But feeling like you have to please everybody and be everybody's friend and keep things neutral. I'm all about keeping it neutral if you can, right? Don't go stirring up mess. And I get that. However, Something as serious as a sexual allegation is not something that I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, we've been friends for over 10 years and he's such a good guy. And well, I didn't see her actually look at him that way. And mm -mm, mm -mm, no, that's something that always needs to be brought to the forefront of conversation. And sometimes talking to your parents about it really just makes it worse. But if you are a survivor 
of sexual assault, I encourage you to seek therapy, counseling, anything. Find someone professional to talk to about it because it can definitely help and make a big difference in your life. I've done a little bit of research here seeing that there are one in six women are subject to being sexually assaulted in their lifetime in the United States. Saw another one that said one in three. Tell you the truth, I don't really care about the statistics because those are just ones that are reported. That's going off of data that has been reported. The ones that we don't know about, well, that's why I don't go off the statistics because not everybody comes forward. It's, there's more people that have been sexually assaulted than not. There are more that have been than have not. And a lot of those people will never talk about it. They will never give you any indication that they have suffered that kind of trauma and abuse ever at any point in time. Others will go and talk about it on their lives and, and bring visibility and say, hey, I'm a survivor. And, you know, I'm with that, you know, definitely bring attention to it. If that's what makes you feel validated and powerful. And I, I love that. But parents, I made this series because there's a lot of things within my own heart that I felt like I couldn't talk to my parents about. And sexual assault at one point was one of them. It no longer is obviously a touchy issue, me being able to talk about it on the podcast. Obviously, I've come to terms with all of it. And I just want people to understand that their, their story is valid. What happened to them is real. How they feel about it is real. And there should be real consequences for that type of abuse. Unfortunately, we live in a society where that's not really upheld accountability, especially for something like rape and sexual assault. It's not. And it is one of the most condemning and damning things that can happen to somebody. And I just wanted to come on here and tell you guys that you can talk about it. And if you're a parent listening to this and you're concerned that your child might have been sexually assaulted or has been in the past and you feel some type of way like, dang, I don't think I really approached or handled that correctly. There's still time. There's still time to go back and apologize and rectify the situation, right? To apologize for not taking them seriously, to apologize for not taking action or believing them or whatever it is. But please do not shut someone down and start picking apart what they were wearing or if they were drinking when it happened or, you know, no one is asking for that. That is the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard in my life. No one is asking to be sexually assaulted by wearing a small skirt or by getting completely blackout drunk. That's the response typically is, well, didn't nobody tell you to go out there and get that drunk and not be able to take care of yourself and be around people that wouldn't take care of you? Yeah, nobody said to do that. But things like that often will happen. Life happens. Even through all of that, that's still no excuse. That is not an excuse for anyone's behavior to be taken to take advantage of another during a moment of vulnerability. So the fact that we are immediately looking at the victim like, what was she doing? What were they doing? What was he doing? Were you leading them on? Were you flirting with them? Were you, maybe I was, maybe I was down to go along with everything that was happening. And then I decided to change my mind and, and I got overpowered because they couldn't accept the word no. Maybe that's the situation, but because you don't ask, you never really know because you insinuate and you accuse, you will never really know. So I'm encouraging you to ask and shut the hell up and listen to what the person has to say back about what happened. It's just that easy, but Again, what do I know? I just talk too much. Thank you guys for listening. Um, this was a pretty difficult one for me to make. So I apologize if I sound a little shaky and irritated, but this one needed to happen. We all know that. Came out with a bang with this one, I know. But if you are in need of help, if you have a story to share, I encourage you to do so. Just know that you can talk about these things. Although your parents may not listen, hell, I will. So thank you again for um, listening and tuning in. I really do appreciate the support. I will catch you guys next week. Thanks.